Hello and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. We're coming to you just a few minutes after the final whistle at Bournemouth, where the Reds have lost 1-0. After the joys of last week, we turned in yet another away day stinker against a team so bad that they were below Everton in the table, what, two hours ago? Even the gift of a second-half penalty couldn't rescue a dismal performance that ranks among the worst we've seen this season. I'm Chris Smith and I'm joined by John Gallagher and TLW editor Dave Usher for what will hopefully be a short and sweet one. Dave, we were talking in the week about trying to follow up the United podcast with the good one. So, you know, all of the new listeners we attracted after that result stuck around, but the boys had screwed us over good and proper there. Yeah, big time. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like it's from the sublime to the absolutely fucking dog shit. I mean, that today is like, it was like the Forest game, wasn't it? But you can make like, some excuses for the Forest game because that comes in, in a, a period where, like, you know, we're struggling, we're not doing well. We were supposed to have put all that behind us, um, you know. Even prior to last week, we we were improving. You know, it was like little baby steps, but we were going in the right direction. And then, like, obviously, you take a massive leap forward last week with that game, and then you just go back to that today, which was just fucking pitiful. I mean, we started off well. First twenty minutes was good. Then, as usual, once that little initial flurry drops, then we start to look like a little bit vulnerable. And we just never got it back. I mean, the second half was an absolute just clusterfuck. I've got no idea what we were doing. And part of that comes down to like Klopp's changes, because I don't know what he was doing there. It was just like throw as many forward players onto the pitch as possible. And we ended the game with one midfield player. I mean, I just I don't know what was going on. It was like that, the whole thing was just awful. There's like no positives to take from any of it, to be honest. And I think... It's it's a little bit concerning because things that we were pinning our hopes on, like for example, oh well, we'll be better when we get like Virgil and Canati back playing regularly, you know, settled back four. Now Fabinho's playing well again, and we've had all that. And like the the defense was just awful in the first half. Like Virgil was all over the place. I thought he was better in the second half, but first half he was just doing some un-Virgil like things. Um, Canate looked like he was just a, a could be a red card at any moment for like a last ditch foul or something. Uh, it just wasn't good all over the pitch. The forwards just not in the game at all. Um, other than like the first twenty minutes when we looked bright. After that, it's like it's got to be most quietest game ever. Uh, I think I might have said that after Forest as well, actually. But again, you know, so many similarities. Bournemouth just looked at the Forest blueprint and they just did the exact same thing and it worked. It's like it's really disheartening. John, just before we came on, the word you used to describe this was inexplicable. <laughs> but unfortunately, you're sat in the chair now where you have to try and explain it. So, I mean, what's your take? Yeah, I mean, the best way I can describe it was like a typical 90s Liverpool performance. You know, we'd get good results at home against United, raise our game. Uh, the week after, we'd shit the bed to someone in- inexplicable like you wouldn't expect us to do. I don't know, I just think like Coventry or someone back in the day, you know, they're always fighting relegation. And mm-hmm. then we'd, uh, we'd go to somewhere like there and lose the following week or something like that. But it's just arrogance and complacency that, I mean, there's just no excuses for it. Um, as Dave said, you know, we got off to a good start. You know, we've had a week to prepare for that game. The players would have been bouncing and training, positive you know, attitudes around the training ground, positive vibe after last week and that. And then to turn up and perform like that, I'm just absolutely lost for words. I just can't explain any of it. And... Bournemouth are like, you know, rock bottom and I don't think they'll have an easier game this season, to be honest with you. Um mm-hmm. 
you know, they were comfortable yeah. in what they did. They never looked like they were, you know, under any, you know, we obviously had more of the ball and stuff, but, you know, they were comfortable letting us have the ball and, you know, breaking occasionally and, you know, getting out to, you know, sort of up the pitch kind of thing. But I, I honestly just lost the words with that. And the Forest game earlier in the season, you can make allowances for that even more so than today because... As Dave said, we were struggling. We had a guffle of injuries at that time as well. Um, you, you know, we were just really unsettled looking. But apart from Diaz, I mean, you know, that's Thiago probably as well. it's, yeah, Thiago maybe. Um, no, that's that's our strongest eleven there. Um, so it's just arrogance and complacency, and it's not something that I'd ever associate like a Liverpool team under Klopp to you know to have kinds of things. So it's really disheartening when a you know, Wim was a put us right in the mix for top four. In fact, actually going into the top four, so I just don't know where it goes for me. You know, Dave, do you think there's a case to be made that it was arrogancy and complacency that was our undoing today? Because it's, there's been such a good feeling around the club all week. It's almost as if like it's almost felt as if the previous four or five months hasn't happened. You've had all of the you know the looking forward to the inside Anfield videos at the club release, like all of the smiling happy faces and training and you know laughing at man united again all week yeah. and um and then we go and turn up that like is it is it more to do with the fact that it's like as jules would say the trap game early kickoff away from home against a struggling team when you just had a big result that suffered some humiliate not some humiliation well yeah they lost 9-0 anfield and a heartbreaker last week is it just that that it all added up to um just a disaster <laughs> for for us yeah. or was there some complacency there? I think it's both, isn't it? I mean, it, it has to be both because you've got to be prepared for for that. You know, all the things you just mentioned there. Klopp have been saying all that to them. Look, you beat them nine 0 last time. They're going to want revenge for that, so they're going to be right up for it. The battling to stay in the league. You've already lost twice to teams who were fucking twentieth when we've played them. You know, let's not forget that. That's the third time this season we've lost to the team that was bottom of the league. Leeds beat us and Forest beat us. You know, so it's completely not acceptable. Like, they've got to be prepared for all this. They know the risk. They've been there before in these situations and it's gone badly. So they know what to expect and they've still gone out and just laid an egg like that. Now, maybe complacency, arrogance, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's that or I just don't know if we just haven't got it anymore. You know, last week is like it's the emotion, it's Anfield, it's like it's a big rivalry game against Man United and let's not forget that United just basically fucking gave up in the second half as well, made it easy for us. Now all of a sudden you come up against a team that's not giving up, that's making things difficult for you, stopping you doing the things you want to do and we just had no response to it. I mean... It was. It, we deserved to lose that game. It, we were not. I know we missed the penalty, but we were not unlucky. If we'd have got a draw out of that game, I'd be thinking Bournemouth have got every right to, to feel like, oh, you know, we've been hard done by there. You know, we we deserve to win that game because Bournemouth carried out their game plan to perfection, and we didn't. So it's it was never going to be a game where like Bournemouth just batter us and we can't get the ball off them. That was never how that game was going to play out. It was always going to play out. Yeah, well, we'll have the ball. And let's see what we can do with it, because they're not going to be bothered about that. They're going to wait for their chances on the counter-attack, defend, frustrate us, hit us on the break. And they did all that, and they did it well. They could have had more than one goal. They were a threat. They did exactly what they wanted to do, and I don't think we did any of the things we wanted to do. Now, whether that's complacency, arrogance, I, I think there's an element of that in, in the sense... 
Not that they went in there thinking, oh, this is easy to say, you know, we'll win this, no problem. I don't think that at all. I just don't think, you know, the, the bigger games, and especially like playing at Anfield as well, I think that gives them that little extra what they need, you know, like just the intensity. We've been talking about that all season, but when they haven't got that, we're just a really average side. When, when we're not playing at that high tempo intensity, we're just really average. And I don't think we've got it in us to, to just go and do that every week. And we saw that today. I mean, you know, next away game, I'm not, I'm not talking about Real Madrid, next league game, I think is Man City. I guarantee we will not play like that against Man City. So what's the explanation? Is that complacency or is it just you cannot be like, massively up for every single game we just haven't got that in us anymore where we're up for every single game and we're at it every game and it's just going to be like certain games where we are and other games it's going to be like that today and when it's like that today you'll still have some games where you'll win the game you're going to have some games where you draw and there's going to be games where you get beat it's just in the lap of the gods when we go and play like that anything can happen you know we've beat Newcastle but we were pretty shit after they went down to 10 men let's not forget that you know that could have gone differently but because of the result you think yeah you know that's fine we've just gone and won at Newcastle yeah, but it's not like that much different to some of these other away games it's it just it's, it just depends on the goals doesn't it they Bournemouth got the goal at the right time we didn't and it looks awful, but it's it's kind of standard. It's our standard away performance, really, unfortunately. But that's just how it's been for most of the season. Yeah, John, I thought the, the start was pretty good. I thought that if the complacency did creep in, it, it felt like to me after like 15, 20 minutes, we were knocking it about well. It looked as if the goal might be coming. I think we had about like six or seven corners in the first 15 minutes or something. And then I thought that there was an element of we just... Dave would say... Can't sustain it, but I I would look at that and say we kind of just got a bit comfortable. I think, just I think we just assumed that this was going to be kind of like a routine away win. The goal was imminent, and then when it didn't come after about twenty five minutes, Bournemouth slowly played their way into the game a little bit. We got a little bit ragged at the back, and and all of a sudden we find ourselves one 0 down. Yeah, I mean that's been a theme of the season, hasn't it? In a lot of games, you know, we'll start well in games, you know, ten teams in a little bit. As you said, we had loads of corners early on, but when we don't score, it just tends to fizzle out into like nothing. Generally, um, I mean, you know, even the United game last week it was fantastic as the second half was. You know, first fifteen twenty minutes, you know, we were pressing, we were. You know, on top generally, if they work their way into that game, and you know, a couple of minutes, if that goes nil nil at half time, like they lost that game within five minutes either side of half time, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, the goals all coming so close together. Um, but that goal last week came out of nothing really, didn't it? You know, I think the United had a couple of really good chances just before that, and teams do play their way into games against us, whereas you know, the Great Liverpool teams over the past like three, four, five years. You know, we've just penned them in and not let any team out and controlled everything, you know, the way we wanted to control it. But it's not sustainable. Now, whether it was just us being comfortable today, I wouldn't have said that last week. Um, but today, you know, it's definitely a um, point to be made about that. Where, you, you know, it was, you, you did feel like a goal was going to come early on. Um, but as you say, when it didn't, it's like, you know, Bournemouth get, gain a bit of confidence, play their way into the game start playing the ball through midfield a bit more and eventually deserved the goal that they got and you know we just had absolutely no answer to it then it was just like 
loads of lush. It was just like, I can't even describe what we were trying to do from like minute 25, minute 30 onwards for mm. you know, the last 60 minutes. It was, um, you know, even the subs didn't have much impact. I mean, you know, we had four forwards on the pitch, as Dave said, and it's like, you know, Five in the end. Five in the end, on. yeah, with Carvalho coming on. I don't know where he was meant to be playing, but as Paul said in the WhatsApp, it's like that's desperation, if anything is, because you know, mm-hmm. where's he been the past, like, what, right. three or four months, is it now, or whatever it's been since he's played? Yeah. Is it? Yeah, it's got to be about City that. City away in the cup, wasn't it? Yeah, so that before Christmas, yeah, so, um, yeah, just even think, you know, Jürgen have run out of ideas at the end, and it's, it was an absolute shit sandwich of a performance. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of pick up on John's last point, Dave, because that that really was like a weird time to reintroduce Carvalho after like us not seeing him since Christmas, and uh, like what, what what's the thinking behind that? You think like you know you haven't played for months, go on and go on and do something for us in an undefined position with five minutes. It was basically just like a waste of the thirty seconds it took to make the substitution. Yeah, did you see like the way Klopp was talking to him before he went on? Yeah. It, it almost looked like he was saying, look, that you know, just go out there, see what you can do. You can't possibly be worse than any of these. Just go and see what happens. Because it, it, it wasn't like a serious chat that he was having with him. It just looked like he was he was just kind of saying, well, you know, go on, just see if you can do something. Um, like in, like Rudy, like the film Rudy, where he gets to go on and go in for the, like, the last play. I don't know what that is. You're not seeing Rudy no, with uh, no. Sean Austin from no. the Goonies and Lord of the Rings. No, I haven't seen it. He basically he's Rudy. He plays he plays uh, like college football for Notre Dame, and um, he's like he's basically like he's in the squad, but he never ever gets a game. And in in his last game, he gets to go on and he like makes a tackle in the last play of the game and wins them the game. And everybody puts him on his shoulders and. Carries him off the field chanting Rudy. It's classic. You, John, have you seen Rudy? I can't say I've Chris no. already know. <laughs> I'll have a look yeah. out for it though. So let's <laughs> go and watch Rudy. It's basically like when Adrian won us the Super Cup. Oh, mm. sorry, boys. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, Everton are winning. Tottenham are winning. <laughs> yeah. Minute one, like, Dwight McNeil and Rashalis. Oh. I just. I no fucking way. <laughs> Oh, gold's a salad, Rashalis, and actually, oh, but yeah. like the uh, football... Dwight McNeil for Everton. <laughs> the football Christ. gods are just fucking taunting oh, me there. Like, oh. two players who have ripped on more than, like, pretty much anyone over the last few years, and after today, oh, fucking hell. Jesus. First minute, Christ. God, totally lost where we were. Oh, yeah, the, the substitutions. Oh, um, sorry. Well, on the subject of Dwight McNeil, though, I saw, like, um, NBC Sports did this thing where they interviewed like a bunch of Premier League players for um, International Women's Day and it was like talk about a, a woman that's inspired you and Dwight McNeil just sounds like the world's most vapid dumbest human I've ever heard in my entire life. He, he's just like oh, Serena Williams is, uh, is, is really good <laughs> and that was basically <laughs> the sum total of what he had to say. It was just atrocious. And you had someone come on and go, oh yeah, Annika Sorensen, she was amazing, just seeing her so dominant over the, everybody else in the field. <laughs> it was like almost as if it was an effort for Dwight McNeil to like name a female sportswoman. Yeah. Anyway, the God. substitutions. Yeah. Um, yeah, the Carvalho one, it, it didn't really bother me too much because it had gone at that point. You know, we were never going to score, you could just tell. Um, but yeah, the other changes, I mean... Darwin didn't have a great game at all. You can't really argue massively about him going off, but I don't know. It just 
I don't think it. I just don't think it helped. I don't think that change helped. It uh, wasn't really a game for Bobby. I mean, you could say maybe it was a game for Bobby because you wanted someone coming deep in the space and all that. But yeah, how did that work out for us? Nothing against Bobby either. It was just there was just too many players back there. And then when you end up like trying to play one twos through the middle and that, and I'm like, not just fucking get round the back, get wide with Robbo and Trent. Work your, your angles and that, and to get them in behind, and then put some crosses in. The only time we look threatening in the game in the second half is when Hendo and Milner put that little move together. Hendo crosses, Jota back post header, we get a penalty, and then everything else was just through the middle, through the middle, through the middle. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And the, the substitutions didn't help with that. But the whole thing, I was like, I don't know what was going on with any of it. I don't, I didn't, didn't like the, the the substitutions to to change what we were trying to do. Yeah, it was shit, and it needed changing, but not not changing like that. I suppose the only thing that I can say is I thought Jota was was quite a threat. Jota looked lively. Um, that made a difference to some extent. Him coming on on the left because Darwin wasn't really doing a great deal. But when you end up with too many strikers on like that, it's it, it doesn't work. It just it hardly mm. ever works. And I know Gakpo's playing deeper. There was a spell in that second half for about twenty minutes, and I literally did not see Mo on the pitch. And the ball was over on the right hand side, and I, I said to me dad, I was like, "Where's Mo?" And like we had five players over on that side of the pitch, and he wasn't one of them. And then the camera pans out, and he's centre forward. I'm like, what are we doing here? What putting Mo centre forward in a game where there's absolutely no space through the middle whatsoever? And I'm sure we did that against Forest as well, didn't we? I, I seem to remember him like being through the middle against Forest and like just not getting a touch of the ball. Like, what are we doing? You've got to get the ball to his feet and try to get him into some sort of space to do something. And he was absolutely invisible. And it's easy to say, you know, Mo was shite. And I, relatively speaking, he was. But most of that's not even down to him. It's just we did not get him the ball in any kinds of areas where he could do anything. I just thought, like, the whole approach was just completely bizarre. Mm-hmm. Um. John, Dave mentioned that, um, that Jota comes on and, and he wins us the penalty. It's unfortunate. I mean, it's a, it's a definite handball. Like, he, he kind of, I think he knows what's coming in and he moves his arm towards the ball like he's protesting that, what am I supposed to do? But I thought there was a definite move towards the ball after he jumped for the initial header. It's a shame for Jota because obviously it's going in the back of the net unless, yeah. he, unless he does handball it. But oh, penalties, one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it's quite ironic, isn't it? Because I've seen a bit of a narrative this week where on Twitter a few times about the last penalty Liverpool had. I don't even know when it was, but, um, you know, it was nails on. We get one today after that. And then I, did, I didn't fancy Mo to score just because of the, the game it was. And, you know, he was ineffective. He wasn't involved in the game. And I thought, you know, he was... Destined to miss, really. I just don't know. Obviously, it's trying to place it in the top corner and that, but situations like that, it's just better to you know, go low, um, you know, try and place it in the lower corner. But it was, uh, yeah, I just found it quite, you know, ironically, you know, sad that, you know, the narrative this week was with the um, lack of penalties we've had in recent months or whatever. Mm. And we get one and then that happens. Like, you couldn't make it up, really. It's just absolute, in this, like, banter season that's going on at the moment yeah I think that was our first pen in 34 games was mm-hmm. it well, 34 go, league yeah. games yeah yeah well there you go yeah. you know and then for us to miss it I mean if the keeper saves it it's one of them you know it's like yeah. that can happen but 
for it to go as like high and wide as it did, you just like Christ, it's, you know, could you make that up after you know all the talk this week about lack of penalties and the week that Mo's had breaking the record and everyone talking about how he's like one of the all-time greats and this that and the other, and then he follows it up and he has a game like that and he misses a penalty. It just sums oh. up the season. Mm, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's one of those, Dave. Once you miss the penalty, then you know it's just not going to be your yeah. day, and you can basically hang up your hat and say, "Like, we're not getting anything out of this today." Yeah. Did we even have like we had Gakpo with that shot over the bar at the end? Other yeah. than that, did we even have any kind of threat? The keeper's not made a save, has he? Apart from the one from Jota at the start yeah. of the second half, we've not even forced him into a save, which it's scandalous. It really is. It's weird though, as bad as it was. I think if Mo scores that penalty, I think after what's happened, I think Bournemouth have read somewhere of like, oh, we've give up more leads than anyone. Yeah, they um, have. It's like 20 odd points or something they've thrown points. away. So I think we probably would have gone on and won. Uh, you know, especially after what happened to them at Arsenal last week. You know, 2 0 up it, whatever it was, 20 odd minutes or so left. Um, you know, there's a chance we you know, could have gone on and won it, but it was just one of those days where. You know, nothing went right, and you know it was destined to end up the way it did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean I never fancy Mel on penalties to be honest. I know he has a, he a better record than most, and um, generally puts him his run up and everything. It's just it just feels unconvincing to me, and I I never really fancy him to score more often than not. He does and proves me wrong. But yeah, you've always James said Miller that on the pitch by that point. He'd, Sorry, he'd only Milner had always just come on. But yeah, you've always said that about Mo. Yeah. I know what you mean, but he won me over because I used to feel like that, and then he, he won me over. I'm like, no, he knows what he's doing now. But recently, it's been a bit, ugh. you know, even ones where he scored. It's some of them are a little bit like, uh, I don't know about that. But that one um, there today, Milner's on, but there's there was um, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but like there's a, there's a thing on LFC TV this week with uh, with Mo and Stevie, yeah, and seen clips. One of the things like that that they're talking about is penalties. Because, like, Stevie says to him, like, you know, about Milner being the penalty taker. And, like, he said, you know, how, how did that change where now you're taking them? And he was just talking about, like, the, the way that was. It was, And a lot of it was to do with, um, there was a game, I think he said it was Huddersfield, and we got a penalty. And we were a couple of goals up or more, I don't know. So, basically, like, we were well in control of the game. And it, Mo was going for the golden boot. And he just grabbed the ball and like Milner comes over and like and Mo says to him, No, I need this, you know, I need the goal for like the golden boot. So Milner let him take it. And then Milner said to him, like after that, he's like, Look, you know, you're on penalties now. You know, I'm okay with with, with you taking them. So even if Milner's on the pitch, Mo is still the penalty taker. But Milner had only just come on, he'd been on like about a minute, hadn't he? And he um he was involved in the move that won the penalty. But I, I think he'd only touched the ball once, and it's like oh, it's a, even if like Milner was the penalty taker, Mo might have still got it anyway, just because of how soon it was. But I mean, for me, if James Milner's on the pitch, James Milner should be taking the penalty. Yeah, it's like the most one of the most reliable penalty yeah. takers of all time. It's like it's silly that we'd. I mean, I I, I know what you're saying about. He, him being the striker, being on the field, needing the goals, hungry for the goals, but well, you know, score an open play. That. Yeah, exactly. Give a fuck about like you, you're looking like, for free goals, aren't you? On the ball. You're yeah. just looking for freebies. No, you fucking work for your goals. You score from open play, and you know if Milner's not on the pitch and you're the penalty taker, that's fine. But 
yeah, I, th- I think if Milner's playing, he should be the penalty taker. But I also understand to, like the other side of it where Milner doesn't play that often. So maybe you want somebody who's in a groove, like taking regular penalties, like especially because we're hardly getting any. You know, if Milner takes that one today, it might be like another six months before we get a pen for, and Mo's on the pitch then, and he's got to take it. And it's like, when was your last pen, Mo? Yeah, two years ago. So, you know, it's it, there is like that side of it as well. But yeah, I, I didn't fancy him today at all. I didn't expect him to do that. I thought what was going to happen was he was going to smash it up the middle and the keeper was going to save it with his foot. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was dreadful, dreadful penalty. But it, it summed up his day and it summed up our day. John, on that note, um, where do you think this result leaves us? It's such a, it's so difficult to get a real handle on where we're at. It seems to change week to week or every couple of weeks. Like you know, we we, we generally we generally have this feeling that we're back in the groove now and things are going to be a little bit more normal, and then we just go and trip over our own feet again. And it, you know, it looks like this is this is as bad as anything we've seen this season. I think I think we'd all probably agree with that. Um, where where does this leave us now in in terms of achieving our one last aim for this season? I have no idea, Chris. I wish I could answer that, but I think well, there'll be another couple of games like this before the season ends. Would be my guess, especially away. I can't remember who we've got to play away still. Um, Doesn't really matter though, does it? <laughs> We're no, capable of losing to anyone. <laughs> this is it, yeah. So I think there'll be another. It, it's difficult because you know you look at the the rivals, you know, for top four, and it's like you know they've got as many flaws as what we have. So it's like um, yeah, Tottenham have lost nine games. Well, this is it. We've lost eight now, haven't we mm-hmm. ourselves? I think seven so, away. Yeah. So it's you know it's one of those situations where it's it's going to be an absolute. Turtle race to the finish. It yeah. by the looks of it, yeah, you know, no one's showing any like proper consistency. Um, you know, there'll probably be a spell where Tottenham string three or four wins together. Um, and it's one of those you're still looking over your shoulder, like Brighton. Brighton are like the form team, aren't they? You know, they're playing with confidence. So yeah, I can't even rule them out as such. I think they've got games in hand, and you know, that's they've got three shit. games in hand, and they're four points behind us. This is it, yeah. Mm. So I mean, you know, on it. If we didn't get it, I mean, I'd be happy for Brighton to get it, you know, the, what they've achieved this season, really yeah. good team in there. Um, love to see them in the Champions League if we didn't make it, but I think it is just going to be one of those week-by-week week situations, um, you, you know, not to get giddy after a win, um, mm-hmm. but as you say, defeats like that um, becoming far too normal at the moment, so uh, I honestly don't know, I just don't know where it leaves us from week to week. That's what this yeah. is, though, John. That this is what a battle for fourth is like. Yeah, yeah. We've forgotten that because we've been in the situation where, like, you cannot drop any points. You know, you've just you've got to win every game because at any time, like, you drop any points, it's like the end of the world because you, you you've got no wiggle room. When you're going for fourth, that's not what that is. It's not like that at all. This is normal. When you when you're in a fight for fourth, games like that today, all the teams who go for fourth have all got that in them to do that. Spurs, Whereas, Arsenal yeah. in the past, like yeah, this is this is like a Spurs and Arsenal result, isn't it? That's so. what it is. Yeah, and that's what fourth place. That's what like a top four battle. That's what this is. Flawed teams who they'll win more than they lose, but but like you know they're quite capable of just throwing in absolute stinkers out of nowhere. And yeah, so that that's. I mean, I'm surprised and I'm not surprised by today because how many of us after that game last week, one like the first things that comes into your head is bet we fucking lose to Bournemouth. It's it's like 
Yeah, and especially what makes it like even more of that is like we beat them nine nil around field. In fact, I reckon if you go back to when we beat them nine nil, I reckon there'll have been some of us saying that reverse fixture is going to be fucking tricky. We'll probably lose because it, it's it's amazing how how often like stuff like that happens when a team gets absolutely hammered and then they go and win like the the, the return game. So. Mm. It was all there was all things pointing to how dangerous this was today and we just didn't heed the warning signs. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary, and access to the members-only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, it's just one of those. You look at it. You know, we smacked them nine early in the season. And you thought at that point they are like gonna be the worst Premier League yeah. team. Like they look so far out of the depth. I mean, we didn't like have to do it. It was so easy for us. Obviously, I think we were like four 0 up at half time or something like yeah. that. But like you look at it today, obviously they've improved. You know, they look well organised. Um, you know, but as I say, they won't have many easier games than that this season. I don't think. You know, they kept a clean sheet relatively comf- comfortably. It wasn't those. The keeper had to make loads of great saves. The saves he did make were pretty mundane, run-of-the-mill saves as well. So, um, yeah, it, uh, you know, even a week ago we spanked United 7-0. It's like, how can that happen? But as Dave's just alluded to, this is what uh, four-place teams generally can do. And, you know, it's one of those where, you know, we've got Arsenal, Arsenal City and Chelsea coming up. We, we've got to get, like couple of wins out of them games you think or we could be well out of the equation mm-hmm. especially if Tottenham win today it could be I don't know who they've got in the coming games as well but um, you know we could be like a number of points behind but as you say the only thing you can hang your hat on is Tottenham are as flawed as what we are at the moment if not more so I know they're above us but you know, there just seems to be a lot of chaos in that club at the moment with the likes you know, whatever's going on with Conte and stuff yeah Tottenham have got uh, Forest today, and then Southampton away, Everton away, Brighton at home. Jeez. They'll Tottenham lose at Everton. Home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'll they'll, they'll, get, they'll yeah. get completely diced. It'll be like 1-0 yeah. from a set piece. Yeah. Well, the winner you know, now anyway, of... apparently. Kane's just scored anyway. Hooray. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I mean, speaking of, you know the battle for fourth place and, and those teams and the, the way we've looked at Arsenal in the past and sort of um, what we've what we've d- been doing for this last week, Dave, to use your term, we're smelling ourselves. We've yeah. been smelling ourselves yeah. all week. Oh, we have. Definitely. But then how can you not smell yourself? Like It's not so much smelling yourself as in saying, oh, we're amazing, we're going to win every game for the rest of the season. It was more just enjoying like the, you know, the moments. I mean, it's the biggest ever win over Man United. So we're smelling that. I don't think we're smelling ourselves. I think we were smelling that game. Because uh, a, a lot of people I, I would said, you know, watch us go and fucking lose at Bournemouth now or something. Because it, it, it's, it, that's, this is what happens when teams are at the level that we're at right now. 
You, there's no consistency. The reason why you are where you are, you're capable of beating Man United 7-0, but you can lose three times to three different teams who were at the bottom of the league at, at that moment. That's what it is. That, that's what, like, you know, teams who are, who are chasing fourth spot, that's what they are. Inconsistent, capable of losing to anybody, but you've still got those, like, games where you turn it on and you look great. You just don't do it consistently enough. And that's what's been, like, a, a massive problem all season. Um, it's not been the only problem all season because I don't think we've had anywhere near enough games where we've looked really good. You know, it's, it's mostly just been shit. We've had, like, a, a few good games. Um... And mostly just like shit games where the result can just go anyway, and that's you know that that's who we are right now. But the thing that's concerning me about that today really is that we haven't got the excuses that we had earlier in the season. There is absolutely no excuse for that today. We've had a really strong lineup, the same team other than one change, which I would have made that change as well. Apparently Hendo was ill, but even if he hadn't been ill, I would have still left him out because we've got Real Madrid away in the week. So. Other than that, it was like 10 players who started last week. There's no excuses anymore. We can't say, oh, we're missing this player, we're missing that. Mm -hmm. It's confidence. You know, it, it, all of the things that were like affecting us for throughout the season, you can dismiss all of them now. It, they, they shouldn't be a factor, and yet we've still gone out and played like that. And I, I don't know, like, the, the worrying thing is, is like, well, how do you fix that? You've got a team that can play like it played last week, and then more or less the same team has gone out and played like that. And it's like, well, yeah, okay, you sign like a couple of midfielders in the summit, but it wasn't wasn't like that today. You can't just put that down to say, oh, yeah, that's the midfield. It isn't. You know, mm -hmm. the midfield wasn't good by any means, but neither was anybody else. And I, I've been saying it all season, the midfield's a bit of a red herring, and it's, it's like it's letting other people off the hook. I mean, the forwards today, it's like they, they look like that last week. And everyone's saying, "Oh, look! It's the new front three. It's clicked, and you know this is like the this is the future." And, and then you've got to back it up, though, lads. You know you've, you you were great last week, but you've got to back it up today. And they didn't. And yeah, it's gonna take time. It it is like it's a new forward line and that. But when you see that today, it's like it is really disheartening because you're just expecting more from them. And you, you can you can to some extent like Darwin and and Cody. They're new. They're still like trying to get fully comfortable with what we're doing and that. But and then you've got Mo just like like that today, and it's like the whole forward line not good enough. Midfield don't really know. I, th I thought Harvey was all right, and he got subbed at half time. I'm like, well, I understand you wanting to maybe change it and get an extra forward on, but I, I thought like Harvey going off. I don't think that really, don't think that was the right move. Thought he looked quite bright. Um, Bajetic didn't have a great game today. He still had like a few little flashes where he looked really good. Fabinho's passing was fucking terrible today. Um, not so much like it wasn't like Fabinho reverted back to being like shite and slow and everything. It wasn't that. It's it just his passing just wasn't good. And that one where he inexplicably booted it out of play. Yeah. What the fuck was the hell was going on? Even there? even before that, it was annoying me because a lot of the passes he was playing were just like two, three yards behind everybody yeah. and they were having to stop and go back for it and just little things like that. You play that pass two yards in front of them and they're moving forward and it gives you that split second 
you know, where they're maybe not quite set and where they want to be. And as soon as you play a pass behind someone, it's it's only like a second or two, but that's all it takes for a team to just get back into the shape. So it just wasn't sharp at all. It was like very flat all over the pitch. And that's worrying because we've had a full week to prepare for it. We've got like no real significant injuries. You know, we haven't had to chop and change and you go out and, and like that's what we save up. It is. It's like it, it's frustrating because I don't know like what the solution is to that. It's like it's easy when you know, like when when you get battered and you go, Oh well, that's because we didn't have Van Dyke playing and Fabinho was shit. So if like if you go and replace Fabinho and like you fix the midfield, then we'll be alright. Well that today wasn't really one of those games. Today's one of them where you're like, well, where do you even begin to fix that? Because it's everything. That's it. I mean, if you want to look at bringing in individual players, our worst performances this season haven't necessarily been like because one person had a bad game. It's like the entire team malfunctions all at once, and when we look yeah. good, the entire team looks good as well. Yeah. So it's it's difficult to it's difficult to square that circle, if you will. Mm. But um, yeah. God, should we just do, should we just fucking talk about Rocky Four or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to get that Rocky Four podcast going, Chris. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we should do a Rocky podcast for no, no, each Rocky individually. Just like have a podcast from Rocky Rocky One all yeah. the way through, but maybe skip Rocky Five though. Give that a wide berth. I think today was Rocky Five. <laughs> today was Rocky Five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were definitely Tommy Gunn today. We were definitely Tommy Gunn's arrogant, you know, <laughs> obnoxious performance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, should we have a look ahead to Wednesday night then? Um, yeah, that'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were sort of borderline acting as if, nah, you're telling me there's a chance. I know. And After Sunday. <laughs> It's easy for me now to just like completely have me bloom pop by that today. But if anything, that probably like you know us being shit today, it probably makes it more likely that we'll play well. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I think yeah. you know, like lull them into so a false sense of security as well. Real <laughs> yeah. Madrid watching that going, ah, oh, yeah, let's just feel the kids. This is gonna be easy. And all of, all of a sudden, it's like Darwin's like banged in a hat sick, and he's like, "Ah, I fooled you! I see, I played shit at the weekend, and now look." <laughs> and we get a penalty, and Mo just casually just rolls it in. He's like, "Yeah, you see, I fucking missed that one deliberately." <laughs> all just to keep Everton in the bottom three. It was fucking worth it. <laughs> oh man, you're gonna be so crushed, Dave. When when Everton stay up, I'm, I feel I kind of feel bad for you. The hope that you have, it's it's just not gonna happen. I don't want to yuck your yum, as they say over here, but um, I think you just need to accept that it's just never gonna happen. No, no, I still think it's gonna happen. I've said it from John, the start do you think of the season. Happen? I'm still saying it now. Um, at the moment, I'll say no, but I know the winner now. But the way I look at it, Dice has been in charge seven games. If they win today, that's ten points from seven games. I think he's got, and if he keeps that ratio up the rest of the season, yeah, they're gonna stay up. Um, you know that's what he does. So um, I'm not particularly confident at the moment that that they'll go. Unfortunately, but we've still got to we've still got to play Southampton away. That's the last game. Okay, so. Away, yeah. Southampton will be getting the three points there. 
<laughs> Especially if they're in 20th place. That's a game we should them. be playing the kids if you're on about what we're playing the kids. No, yeah. no, the kids might yeah. actually win. Fuck that. <laughs> that's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah Who else have we got to play down there? Have we got to play Leeds again? Leeds away, and West yeah. Ham. We've got to go to so Leeds we've got to play Leeds away. And West Ham away, West yeah. Ham. So these are all away games. And you've seen how bad we are away, so... You know, good chance that like we'll be yeah. doing our bit. No way, we'll win on all three of them games. Absolutely no way. Might win one, but definitely not all three. I think we got to go to Leicester as well, haven't we? Yes, yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. Right. So maybe we can still contribute. Maybe in we a should significant be. Way. Maybe we should actually be looking over our shoulders and see, because like, <laughs> we're just putting all these games down away games as defeats. It's like, well, how many points are we going to be on if we lose all of them? <laughs> no, so um. We got forty-two. We're okay. Okay, so we're, yeah, we're fine then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, let's just just look at like basically just look at the Anfield fixtures and count the points from them, and basically just go on the assumption that the away games aren't going to yield anything more than the odd point here and there. And it'll be, it'll probably be but, eighteen points on Anfield. Well, we need to get to about sixty-six, sixty-seven, and I reckon we've got mm. a really good chance of fourth if we do that. So Seventy would definitely do it. 25 points from what 12 games then yeah is, it, is that yeah so that's like you know win all your home games and maybe two or three of the away games left um that should do it really shouldn't it but winning two or three away games is uh proven to be quite difficult what we won this season away two or three games out of 14 or something 13 games is it yeah it's got lost be seven like so yeah it's uh you know, all this home and away form, it's, it's you know, how can it be so That's, different? But that, that kind of goes back to what I was saying before yeah. about, like, being able to sustain your, you know, your intensity and that. It's easier to do it with, like, you know, when, you, when you're at home and you've got the crowd behind you. And away from home, we just seem to have these massive lulls in games. And that's mentality the lulls as well. at home. It, it's the lulls at home. John. We get away with it. We get away yeah. with it at home. You know, because as you say, it's Anfield's different. But teams are on yeah. the back foot more. Teams, whereas yeah. when they get a chance to counter attack at home, and they've got the crowd behind them, and you know, so like they'll fly forward trying to take those opportunities, and we get caught like far too often like that. But I suppose like it comes down to like resilience and like a mentality. You know, right. flawed teams go uh, are vulnerable away from home. Like, we stink of, like, Arsenal. You know, like, not yeah. this season's Arsenal, but right now we stink of, like, of what we've seen from Arsenal for years. They would go games like that today. You'd look at that and go, yeah, Arsenal's probably going to get turned over. They'd lose away at West Brom or Bolton or something like yeah, that. Yeah, if Arsenal have a big win, the next week they're playing someone's shit, you would always look at that and go, yeah, they're going to get turned over there. And yeah. invariably they will. And that's us now. But that's Tottenham as well, isn't it? As you say, that's Spursy, Tottenham as well. Yeah, yeah, Spursy, yeah. It's for you, Dave. This is like a like an eighties movie, like starring Tom Hanks or something, where, um, like there's a guy and he and he's like super arrogant. Not saying that you're super arrogant, but he's super arrogant, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, <laughs> he uh, his punishment for his sins is being in, turned into the thing that he hates most. <laughs> yeah. Dave Usher is now Arsenal. Yeah. <laughs> they've turned me into troops <laughs> oh, Jesus God. Uh, oh god well I think that makes Paul tied then doesn't it I think Paul's tied then isn't he yeah yeah Mr yeah. Positive yeah Mr Positive yeah 
Yeah. Oh, Bright, Brighton are winning now as well, by the way. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah, All of the results, every single one of the results going against us now. Like Everton are winning, Brighton are winning, Chelsea are winning, Tottenham are winning. That sucks, man. Jesus wept. It's not a good thing. So, um, so um, Wednesday night, right? Um, John, do you, do you, how would you approach this game? Just sort of like go gung ho and see what we can do in the first twenty minutes, like we did against Barcelona, or fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I I I think I would. Yeah, I think you know it's a free swing. You know we're not expected to get any. If we did, if somehow we pulled off the impossible, it overtakes that Barcelona game. It's just the greatest Champions League comeback ever, even even eclipsing the Barcelona game. But I just think just go for it, and you know if we can see two or three goals, so be it. It's not gung ho though. Oh, I I would. I, I'm not saying. To, oh no, you just see Vinicius Junior on the counter attack. I mean, I'd be patient to start with. Try to get the first goal. And yeah. then see where you go from there. Mm, yeah, yeah. If we're one 0 up at half time, I'd, yeah, I might probably take that. Just get to half time, one 0 and then, you know, you know, just see what happens from there. That was the score in the Barcelona game. I know that was at Anfield, like, but um, yeah. I would, from what I know, recent results, Madrid aren't scoring many goals all of a sudden. Um, so you know, you just never know, do you? Just get that first goal and. See how see how the game progresses. It could be like a like a dodgy decision or whatever. You, you just don't know what's going to happen, do you? If um, there's any dodgy decisions, it's not well, going in our favour. Yeah, that that is a fair point. Yeah, mind yeah. you, like Real Madrid are at war with you for as well, aren't they? So yeah, they told them to stick the refund up their yeah. asses, didn't they? Which was yeah, <laughs> which was nice. Yeah. So um, I don't know. UEFA would be I quite think... happy for both of us to get knocked out. Yeah. I think there's going to be some drama. I'm not saying we're going to go through. But I think there'll be some drama. I think we'll be maybe, we'll find ourselves 2 0 up, chasing, like knowing one goal can take it to extra time. I don't think we're just going to go quietly into the night and it's just going to be a foregone conclusion. I genuinely think that come 60, 70 minutes on Wednesday night, we'll be in a situation where we can, like, we can, we, we might do this. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think we will. I think eventually they'll, they'll emerge from it and go through. But I do think there's going to be some drama, and we're going to make a make a fuss and make a stink. I could see that. I'm just trying to think the last game when we had the first leg at Anfield and we were losing. I think it was Chelsea. Yeah, I was, was just going to bring that one up. Remember we, and I think we were we two. That we lost that the first off, leg. We? Yeah, it ended up a four-all draw. I think, but we actually got it to extra time. I think, didn't we? And I think Chelsea yeah. scored yeah, we extra were like time. But one goal away from doing it. Yeah, because um, we lost the first leg 3-1. And I think we were like 2-0 up early on away at Stamford we Bridge in the second leg. And he thought, oh my God, game on. So, you know, look at it from that perspective. Anything's possible, isn't it? But I don't expect us to go through, but I do agree with Chris what he's just said. I wouldn't be surprised if we rattled some cages kind of thing and made Madrid nervous with, with some situations as well. Make them work for it and get them white hankies out. You know, because that home yeah. <laughs> that home crowd will just turn against them if things aren't going well. Not that yeah. it'll impact them players because they're, they're so experienced and that they've they've dealt with everything. They don't panic. They'll just come through. Like you know, if, if we had them rattled, if we, like Chelsea were three 0 up last year, and they, they were on the brink of going out, but they managed to overcome that and just get the job done. So we know what they are, and it's gonna be like it would be the biggest upset in Champions League history if we did it, but. Just give them a scare. That's all I want. I want to just go there, give them a bit of a fright and see what happens. 
Mm, yeah. It's not like we're incapable of doing it either, because in that first half a couple of weeks ago, we could have quite easily found ourselves yeah. like three or four nil up after twenty minutes or so. If we can just repeat, I know we don't have the power of Anfield behind us in that game, but if we can just go out and repeat that performance, then we definitely have it in us to make a tie of it heading into like the latter stages of the game. Like, I just think Liverpool in, in the European Cup, there's there's always some sort of drama. We rarely go quietly, um, and a lot of the time we don't go at all. So like, we've overcome the improbable before, and I don't see any reason why we can't go there and at least give them something to think about. Yeah, that's all we can hope for, and then anything above that's obviously a massive bonus, but I just want us to go there and play well, give them a scare. Yeah, definitely. Um, you probably you probably go with the same team that started today, John? Um, I'd probably bring Jota in, Henzo. Mm-hmm. I'd probably start with Jota, just, you know, he has looked sharp, I don't think he looked, uh, looked good against Wolves when he came on. Um, in place you know, of who, though? Who are you leaving out? Yeah, um, I probably I don't know. I mean, it's Darwin or Cody, I suppose, isn't it? Um, I don't. Yeah, it's a tough question, but I just think Jota's done enough in the past like couple of games or so to you know, possibly deserve to start now, and he is quite direct. Um, you know, he could make things happen around the box. So you know, glad it's not my decision to make, but. Um, yeah, I wouldn't be averse to starting him, uh, but in, in ahead of who, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, it's tricky, because I, I, um, you could play Darwin through the middle and play Jota on the left, but then, I like, in a game like that, I think it's important to have like what Gakpo does, you know, dropping off yeah. and picking the ball up deep and getting turned, I think that'll be really important in a game like that, so yeah, I don't know. But then, Darwin up there for the ball over the top, you can maybe just counter-attack Trent pinging in passes behind the back four for him to run on to. So I see both sides of it. I, I just don't know. Um, I think I'd probably leave Jota on the bench and just go with like with, with the same three and bring Hendo in for Bajetic. And other than that, same team. Yeah, I mean, if you're looking at it on merit, though, the same three, don't, you know, I know, that, that's fair, field, yeah. They don't deserve to start. Um, well, at least one or two of them, maybe, after today. You know, just so ineffective. Um, you know, so it's one of those. I'd maybe clock my freshen it up and make changes yeah. for it. Um, who knows? Could surprise everyone. Throw a little curveball in somewhere. I think we've seen like with some of the subs, like Trent going off today. I think that was a case of yeah, we've got Real Madrid on Wednesday. Let's get Trent off. Get Milner on now. Um, Hendo not starting now. They said that he was ill, so that would explain it. But I don't think he'd have started anyway because I think they had Wednesday in mind. Um, maybe Darwin coming off maybe it was to keep him fresh maybe because you could have took any of them off and he's took Darwin off maybe it was a case of he's had a few injuries lately little minor things mistraining let's just protect him get him off uh, so he's ready to just fly at Real Madrid on Wednesday I don't know could have been part of the thinking I think like today was more important than the three games so it's you know, it's a catch-22, isn't it? I mean, today... Yeah, but like... the way the game was going, it, you could see, like, well, it's not not happening for Darwin. He's not really doing anything. Neither are any of the others, but it's like, ah, just get him off. Let's make the changes. Get him off. And and um, we go again on Wednesday. It is more important today. I agree with that. But I think, like, that's why he's gone with the start and 11 that he's gone with. But when it comes to making the changes, I do think, like, there was one eye on Wednesday. All of this talk about... Which strikers we're going to pick on Wednesday night? 
And you know who we could really do with on Wednesday night? Diaz. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but no. Nope. <laughs> Uh, Divock Origi. Oh yeah, Divock Origi. <laughs> this is such an Origi game. Yeah, it's a it's a genie one Aldum game as well. He was yeah. always incredible in like the the massive games. Uh, missing both. Who's, who's our big game players now? Really, Mo um, Mo's yeah, delivered no. in big games, I suppose, but. Players who step up on it's like they'll they give you the best performances in like the the best games. Hendo's yeah, probably a Hendo. decent shout. He's usually good in like derby games and Man United. Yeah, Robbo. Yeah, yeah, Robbo's a good one as well. We need all of them absolutely flying on Wednesday. Right, you gonna be bold enough to offer a prediction? Uh, win the game and get knocked out. John. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a 3-2. Um, I just think we'll make a couple of mistakes defensively, just inexplicable dis- uh, mistakes, like today. I mean, just what Virgil was doing for that goal, I, I don't know. know but, what, what was that? Um, I know, yeah, it's uh, honestly no idea what he was trying to do. Um, but yeah, I just think, I know we've kept clean sheets in recent games, Um you know, you could argue Lucky that apart dog. from last week, um, you know, you know, a lot of two nil Everton. God, I'm going. Cheers later, boys. Oh God, um, yeah, cheers. <laughs> um, oh, this day just needs to end. Um, yeah, uh, I think I just think we'll make a couple of mistakes, which you know, have been you know par for the course in a lot of games this season. You know, even when we're on top and you know we're in control of games, just someone will have a brain fart somewhere and do something and. You know, that'll probably be what costs us in Madrid, you know, as we well know, absolutely ruthless team, yeah. you know, who'll punish you uh, for the slightest mistakes, as we well know from, you know, not even the other week, just past years, um, you know, they, they just, like, punish any, like, minor mistake that you make, you know, even last season on the run to the final, you know, the, uh, the teams are in control against them and look, look like they were on the way out, just what they do. They're probably the only European team I've got an inferiority complex over uh, Real Madrid. Um, you know, not just for the number of European cups, but just they've got our number, haven't they? Kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. Too many scars. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll be two 0 up. We'll be pushing for the third. They'll get one back. We'll score again, but there won't be enough time to pull off the comeback, and they'll they'll squeak through. Um, but we'll win three one on the night. Um, but yeah. So, you know, hopefully we can go and, and, and cause a bit of a fuss there and, and make a tie of it and, and, and just see what happens with like 20 minutes to go, be in the tie with 20 minutes to go. I think that should be the should be the plan, really. Um, anything else you boys want to add before we call it a day today? No, I just want to forget about 14 hours until Wednesday. Yeah. That's good. I mean, like, it's it's quite handy, really, because we can all boycott match of the day in support of uh, Solidarity with Gary Lineker. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So. Got to love our players boycotting today's match in Solidarity. <laughs> as well. Yeah, so we haven't got to watch match of the day anyway, yeah. Yeah, yeah there you go. All right. Well, I mean, as I said at the start of the show, um, we had, a, like, a record number of people tune in after the Man United game, and... Um, we can't see there being the same level for this one, but hopefully if you have come back after that game, you'll stick with us. This wasn't the the easiest to do, the most fun, uh, but yeah, hopefully you'll give us another shot. And, uh, oh yeah, boys, a little bit of hope. Go Sorry, on, Chris. Uh, Everton, goals are allowed. Uh, so yeah, 1-0.
So, yeah. See, things are looking brighter already. <laughs> <laughs> things things can only get better as Dream once sang. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, yeah, well, I'll talk to you both soon. Um, thanks for tuning in, and until then, we'll catch you soon. <laughs>